Good morning. Let's begin our service by singing hymn number 374. We thank thee and we bless thee, O Father of us all, that even before we ask thee, thou hearest thy children's call. We praise thee for thy goodness and tender, constant care. We thank thee, Father, Mother, that thou hast heard our prayer. Hymn number 374. Shahidat from Maryland will give the scripture. I will read from the book of Exodus, chapter 17. And all the congregation of the children of Israel journeyed from the wilderness of Sin 
after their journeys, according to the commandment of the Lord, and pitched in Rephidim, and there was no water for the people to drink. Wherefore the people did chide with Moses, and said, Give us water that we may drink. And Moses said unto them, Why chide ye with me? Wherefore do ye tempt the Lord? And the people thirsted there for water, and the people murmured against Moses, and said, Wherefore is this that thou hast brought us up out of Egypt, to kill us and our children and our cattle with thirst? And Moses cried unto the Lord, saying, What shall I do unto these people? They be almost ready to stone me. And the Lord said unto Moses, Go on before the people, and take with thee of the elders of Israel, and thy rod, wherewith thou smotest the river. Take in thine hand, and go. Behold, I will stand before thee, there upon the rock in Horeb, and thou shalt smite the rock, and there thou shalt come water out of it, that the people may drink. And Moses did this so in the sight of the elders of Israel. And he called the name of the place Massa and Meribah, because of the chiding of the children of Israel. And because they tempted the Lord, saying, is, this, is the Lord among us or not? Let us now have a moment of silent prayer and follow with the Lord's Prayer and its spiritual interpretation as given in the Christian Science textbook. Our Father, which art in heaven, our Father, Mother, God, all harmonious, hallowed be thy name, adorable one, thy kingdom come, thy kingdom is come, thou art ever present. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Enable us to know, as in heaven, so on earth, God is omnipotent, supreme. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us grace for today. Feed the famished affections. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And love is reflected in love. And lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. And God leadeth us 
not into temptation, but delivereth us from sin, disease, and death. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever. For God is infinite, all power, all life, truth, love, over all and all. Let's now sing hymn number 237. <clears throat> oh, may we be still and seek him, seek with consecration whole, listening thus to hear the message, far from sense and hid in soul. Hymn number 237. Welcome to the Sunday morning service of the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. We begin every Sunday morning here at 10 a.m. with our roundtable discussion. And this morning we covered some hot topics. So if you missed it or you want to listen to it again, it's, it'll be on our 
website, plainfieldcs.com. It'll also be on our YouTube channel. We have a Sunday school for children that meets at 11 a.m. And our Sunday school has a teleconference number so that any child anywhere can attend by telephone. And in fact, many of our attendants do call in on the telephone. So if you have a child of Sunday school age and don't live in the area, please call us. We'll give you the telephone number and we'd be very happy to welcome your child to our Sunday school. We have a testimony meeting every Wednesday evening at 8.15 where you can hear testimonies of healings and lives literally saved through the study and practice of Christian science. And at all of our services, we have a nursery for infants and toddlers. We will have another Bible study session in June, and that date will be on our website. And the study questions will be on our website, and we'll announce when they're available. So we look forward to another rousing Bible study in June. <clears throat> And there is an article that I would like to recommend that is featured on the front page of our website. If you feel like your life is an unfinished project, you need to read this article entitled, Finish the Course Unswervingly by Peter V. Ross. I recommend it highly. Really good. Everyone is welcome here. And that includes all of you who are listening and participating from around the world. And now we will have the reading of a testimony of healing from miscellaneous writings, which attests to the healing power obtained just by studying the Christian Science textbook. And that reading will be given this morning by Debbie from Illinois. Page 434. The first allusion to Christian science reached reach me in an article I read on that subject. Later, a friend came to visit me, bringing a copy of Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures. For two weeks, I read it eagerly when I sent for a copy for myself. When it came, I began to read it. The Bible, of which I had but a dim understanding, began to grow clearer. The light grew brighter each day. Finally, I began to treat myself against ills that had bound me for 28 years. At the end of six weeks, I was healed, much to the amazement of all who knew me. From that time, my desire was to help others out of their suffering and to talk this wonderful truth. After a while, I took the class lectures and am doing what I can to spread this healing gospel, A-M-G. The lesson for this morning can be found on page 16 of the Independent Christian Science Quarterly. <clears throat> Subject, Soul and Body. The golden text is from John. 
Labor not for the meat which perisheth, but for that meat which endureth unto everlasting life, which the Son of Man shall give unto you. The responsive reading is from Psalms. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. For he satisfieth the longing soul and filleth the hungry soul with goodness. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is thy servant warned, and in keeping of them there is great reward. Amanda from Missouri will now read. The Bible. Isaiah. Oh, everyone that thirsteth, come ye to the waters. And he that hath no money, come ye, buy and eat. Yea, come, buy wine and milk without money and without price. Wherefore do ye spend money for that which is not bread? and your labor for that which satisfieth not. Hearken diligently unto me, and eat ye that which is good, and let your soul delight itself in fatness. Incline your ear, and come unto me. Hear, and your soul shall live, and I will make an everlasting covenant with you, even the sure mercies of David." Jeremiah. And I will satiate the soul of the priests with fatness, and my people shall be satisfied with my goodness, says the Lord. Luke. And Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan. And in the synagogue there was a man which had a spirit of an unclean devil and cried out with a loud voice, saying, Let us alone. What have we to do with thee, thou Jesus of Nazareth? Art thou come to destroy us? I know thee who thou art, the Holy One of God. And Jesus rebuked him, saying, Hold thy peace, and come out of him. And when the devil had thrown him in the midst, he came out of him, and hurt him not. And they were all amazed, 
and spake among themselves, saying, What a word is this? For with authority and power he commandeth the unclean spirits, and they come out. And the fame of him went out into every place of the country round about. In the meantime, when there were gathered together an innumerable multitude of people, insomuch that they trod one upon the other, one of the company said unto him, Master, speak to my brother, that he divide the inheritance with me. And he said unto him, Man, who made me a judge or a divider over you? And he said unto them, Take heed, and beware of covetousness, for a man's life consisteth not in the abundance of the things which he possesseth. And he spake a parable unto them, saying, The ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentifully. And he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do, because I have no room where to bestow my fruits? And he said, This will I do. I will pull down my barns and build greater, and there will I bestow all my fruits and my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said unto him, Thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then whose shall those things be which thou hast provided? So is he that layeth up treasure for himself, and is not rich toward God. And he said unto his disciples, Therefore I say unto you, Take no thought for your life, what ye shall eat, neither for the body, what ye shall put on. The life is more than meat, and the body is more than raiment. Consider the ravens, for they neither sow nor reap, which neither have storehouse nor barn, and God feedeth them. How much more are ye better than the fowls? If then God so clothes the grass, which is today in the field, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, how much more will he clothe you, O ye of little faith? And seek not ye what ye shall eat, or what ye shall drink, neither be ye of doubtful mind. For all these things do the nations of the world seek after, and your Father knoweth that ye have need of these things. But rather seek ye the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. Matthew And fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Then said Jesus unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself, and take up his cross, and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it, and whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it.
For what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? John Our fathers did eat manna in the desert, as it is written. He gave them bread from heaven to eat. Then Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Moses gave you not that bread from heaven, but my Father giveth you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he which cometh down from heaven and giveth life unto the world. For I came down from heaven, not to do mine own will, but the will of him that sent me. And this is the will of him that sent me, that every one which seeth the Son and believeth on him may have everlasting life, and I will raise him up at the last day. 2 Corinthians For we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, we have a building of God, and house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. Therefore we are always confident, knowing that whilst we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. For we walk by faith, not by sight. We are confident, I say, and willing rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. 1 Thessalonians And I pray, God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord, Jesus Christ. I will read correlative passages from the Christian Science textbook, Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures, by Mary Baker Eddy. Soul is the substance, life, and intelligence of man, which is individualized, but not in matter. Soul can never reflect anything inferior to spirit. Man is the expression of soul. The Indians caught some glimpses of the underlying reality when they called a certain beautiful lake the smile of the great spirit. Mind, supreme over all its formations and governing them all, is the central sun of its own systems of ideas, the life and light of all its own vast creation, and man is tributary to divine mind. The material and mortal body, or mind, is not the man. The science of being shows it to be impossible for infinite spirit or soul to be in a finite body, or for man to have an intelligence separate from his maker. It is a self-evident error to suppose that there can be such a reality as organic animal or vegetable life. When such so-called life 
always ends in death. Life is never for a moment extinct. Therefore, it is never structural nor organic and is never absorbed nor limited by its own formations. What evidence of soul or of immortality have you within mortality? Even according to the teachings of natural science, man has never beheld spirit or soul leaving a body or entering it. What basis is there for the theory of indwelling spirit, except the claim of mortal belief? The mortal body is only an erroneous mortal belief of mind in matter. What you call matter was originally error in solution, elementary mortal mind likened by Milton to chaos and old night. One theory about this mortal mind is that its sensations can reproduce man, can form blood, flesh, and bones. The science of being, in which all is divine mind, or God and his idea, would be clearer in this age, but for the belief that matter is the medium of man, or that man can enter his own embodied thought, bind himself with his own beliefs, and then call his bonds material, and name them divine law. Soul has infinite resources with which to bless mankind, and happiness would be more readily attained and would be more secure in our keeping if sought in soul. Higher enjoyments alone can satisfy the cravings of immortal man. We cannot circumscribe happiness within the limits of personal sense. The senses confer no real enjoyment. Jesus never taught that drugs, food, air, and exercise could make a man healthy, or that they could destroy human life. Nor did he illustrate these errors by his practice. He referred man's harmony to mind, not to matter, and never tried to make of none effect the sentence of God, which sealed God's condemnation of sin, sickness, and death. Admit the common hypothesis that food is the nutriment of life, and there follows the necessity for another admission in the opposite direction, that food has power to destroy life, God, through a deficiency or an excess, a quality or a quantity. This is a specimen of the ambiguous nature of all material health theories. 
They are self-contradictory and self-destructive, constituting a kingdom divided against itself, which is brought to desolation. If food was prepared by Jesus for his disciples, it cannot destroy life. The fact is, Food does not affect the absolute life of man, and this becomes self-evident when we learn that God is our life. A clergyman once adopted a diet of bread and water to increase his spirituality. Finding his health failing, he gave up his abstinence and advised others never to try dietetics for growth in grace. The belief that either fasting or feasting makes men better morally or physically is one of the fruits of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, concerning which God said, Thou shalt not eat of it. Mortal mind forms all conditions of the mortal body and controls the stomach, bones, lungs, heart, blood, etc., as directly as the volition or will moves the hand. In divine science, man is sustained by God, the divine principle of being. The earth, at God's command, brings forth food for man's use. Knowing this, Jesus once said, Take no thought for your life, what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink, presuming not on the prerogative of his Creator, but recognizing God, the Father and Mother of all, as able to feed and clothe man as he doth the lilies. If half the attention given to hygiene were given to the study of Christian science and to the spiritualization of thought, this alone would usher in the millennium. We must destroy the false belief that life and intelligence are in matter, and plant ourselves upon what is pure and perfect. Paul said, Walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Sooner or later, we shall learn that the fetters of man's finite capacity are forged by the illusion that he lives in body instead of in soul, in matter instead of in spirit. Life is the law of soul, even the law of the spirit of truth, and soul is never without its representative. Man's individual being can no more die nor disappear in unconsciousness than can soul, for both are immortal. 
If man believes in death now, he must disbelieve in it when learning that there is no reality in death, since the truth of being is deathless. The belief that existence is contingent on matter must be met and mastered by science before life can be understood and harmony obtained. Dost thou love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind? This command includes much, even the surrender of all merely material sensation, affection, and worship. This is the El Dorado of Christianity. It involves the science of life and recognizes only the divine control of spirit in which soul is our master and material sense and human will have no place. We will now have a moment of silent prayer for our world. Let's now sing hymn number 254. The words of this hymn are by Mary Baker Eddy. O'er waiting harp strings of the mind, there sweeps a strain, low, sad, and sweet, whose measures bind the power of pain, and wake a white-winged angel throng of thoughts, illumined by faith and breathed in raptured song with love perfumed. Hymn number 254.
Let's now sing hymn number 236. O peace of the world, O hope in each breast, O Bethlehem star that ages have blessed, a day of fresh promise breaks over the land, gaunt warfare is doomed, and God's kingdom at hand. Hymn number 236. from the Christian Science textbook, The Scientific Statement of Being, and the correlative passages from 1 John, 3rd chapter. There is no life, truth, intelligence, nor substance in matter. All is infinite mind and its infinite manifestation, for God is all in all. Spirit is immortal truth. Matter is mortal error. Spirit is the real and eternal. Matter is the unreal and temporal. Spirit is God, and man is his image and likeness. 
Therefore, man is not material. He is spiritual. Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore, the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself, even as he is pure. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Ghost be with you all. Amen.